The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Trey Scott. Today, we are counting down 24-7 Sports' preseason top 25 rankings with the help of national basketball writer Kevin Flaherty. Before we get started, we'd love for you guys to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Let's go. Coming in at number nine in 24-7 Sports' college basketball preseason top 25 countdown are the Oregon Ducks, who needed an absolutely insane late-season burst to steal an NCAA tournament bid and then did a, a lot of damage when they got there. Uh, Kevin, this this team, when you look at the roster, I got to tell you, Peyton Pritchard, I know that name. I don't know many of the other names. Can you walk me through uh, with the offseason of, of new names and new places that were the Oregon Ducks? You know, I'll be honest with you. If you ask some of the Maryland or the Oregon, excuse me, coaches to to break down their their roster, they'd probably have to remember where they got everybody from. You know, <laughs> you, you you bring back Peyton Pritchard, you know, who who's probably going to be one of the best point guards in the Pac-12. Uh, Will Richardson, a second year for him. He was somebody that I liked a lot through the recruiting process. I know Evan and Jerry really did as well. And then you start getting into where things get a little bit funky. You know, you have uh, CJ Walker, who was a top 30 recruit in the 24 seven sports composite, just wound up squeezing out that, uh, out that five-star ranking. Uh, somebody who could certainly factor into the post pretty early on. They had in folly Dante at the, absolute 11th hour yep. um, a, a player who was in the 2020 class actually spent the summer in EYBL play still led his team to the peach jam title and then decided that he was going to go to Oregon and he's going to miss the first, you know, nine, 10 games right around there. And, and so, you know, you're kind of wondering what his impact will be when, when he's able to play, the recruiting class also includes a guy that I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on and Chris Duarte, who was the number one junior college prospect in the 24 seven sports composite and somebody who figures to step right in start and potentially even star right away for Oregon. Then you have two different grad transfers. You, you've got Anthony Mathis, you know, coming in uh, and joining from, uh, excuse me. I think Mathis was actually there. No, he was a grad transfer. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out all of Oregon's transfers. It's a lot. That's how hard this is. Yeah. It's a lot. So, so, so you have Anthony Mathis from New Mexico, where he averaged over 14 points in the game, joins that guard group. Uh, Shakur Justin is another guy that, that hopped into the class uh, from UNLV, where he was yep. a really big-time you know, sort of rebounder, scorer, did a lot of different things for them. And, and so you've got this group that is going to include maybe – Two or three experienced guys, uh, a loaded freshman class that that is going to bring in, you know, potentially as many as four contributors. When you look at Addison Patterson, 
who is another late reclassifier that, that joined the number 42 player in the 24-7 sports composite. Chandler Lawson uh, was a little more conventional get for them. All the transfers, a junior college transfer. And, and so it, it's there are so many pieces here and so many talented pieces. The question, I think, for Oregon is going to be just how everything fits together and whether they can get it fit, fit together by March. Kevin, what gives you with all of those new names? The, the confidence in Oregon to have them nine because they're 15th in the AP poll. Is it, is it Peyton Pritchard? Is it uh, you know Dana Altman? What, why are they so high for you? You know, I, I think Dana Altman's a big part of it, and I think what we saw them do last year, a lot of people had Oregon in their top 10, top 15 last year, and then they had the injuries. You know, Bull Bull gets hurt. Lewis King is coming back from injury, and they wound up really not being that team until the end of the year. They sort of found a way to get everything together with with scotch tape and, and safety pins and wound up going to the Sweet 16. And, and I think this year's team is going to be really versatile. They have a, a lot of different kinds of pieces that they can rotate through. The, the thing that puts them over the edge for me as a top 10 team, as opposed to, like you were saying, a top 15, top 20 team, I, I think in Folly Dante was, was kind of what pushed them over that edge for me because they – it's not that they didn't have big men before. You know, they bring back Francis Okoro, who is who was a freshman on last year's team and, and has a chance to be a pretty good player in his own right. But I think Dante brings them a lot in terms of being able to control the paint on both sides of the ball, being a shot blocker, a rebounder. And they didn't necessarily have that kind of guy on roster just yet. And so adding him in, it was sort of the one thing that before that point, if you had said, hey, Oregon has all these pieces, they look pretty good, what's the one thing that maybe they're missing? I probably would have described somebody a lot like Dante. And so even if Dante isn't a huge impact guy, and by that I mean, you know, even if he isn't a Carl Anthony Towns or somebody who's going out there, you know, throwing up a 15 and 8, I think he's still going to be the type of player that's going to impact the game in the way they need him to, to make Oregon a top 10 team. As we wrap this discussion up, Kevin, I'm trying to figure out, would you rather talk about Peyton Pritchard and what he means to this team or CJ Walker, who's part of that, you know, incoming group of new faces. And he's a special talent too, number 28 in the 24 seven sports composite, a forward out of Florida. Uh, which one of these guys are you most intrigued by? And I'm just, you know, grouping two interesting names together, but uh, I want to kind of let you keep carrying this ship. You know, I, I like CJ Walker a lot. He was somebody that when his recruiting ranking was down a little bit, I thought, you know, maybe was, was a five-star type guy, maybe was even a, a top 20 type guy. And he didn't wind up being there, you know, through the, the industry consensus in, in the 24 seven sports composite. But I still think his best basketball may be a little ways ahead of it. You know, he's bouncy. He's got a great motor. He's going to impact a game uh, it, just with those two things. But I think that there's a skill level there. That's maybe a little bit beyond, uh, beyond what we expect from him. As his body continues to develop, I, I think that he's somebody that's going to potentially be a cornerstone for Oregon if they can keep him keep him on campus long enough to do that. The, the thing about Pritchard, and I think that Walker is more intriguing to your question, the thing about Pritchard is I think a lot of people are sleeping on him a little bit, and uh, I, I get why they are. You know, He wasn't necessarily terrific over the course of all of last year, 
But when Oregon made its run and made its postseason run and won the regular season games even before that, when they went on their streak, Peyton Pritchard was playing, you know, like a second team or a third team All-American. That was the caliber of point guard play that Oregon was getting at that point. And I don't know if they're going to get that over the course of the whole season. I don't know if Oregon needs that from him with all the other pieces around him. But at the same time, I do think that people sleep on him a little bit because they remember maybe, okay, well, he struggled in this game or he wasn't quite as good as I thought he would be here and don't really look at the way that he was trending upward at the end of last year. Well, you're certainly not sleeping on the Ducks. Got him at number nine in our countdown, six spots higher than the AP poll has, and we'll see soon who was right and who was wrong. I guess we probably won't find out till March, though, Kevin. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll hit number eight on our countdown next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.